0: I'm Sam Saitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. My guest today is a personal pillar of mine. His name is O.C. Norman. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's my coach. Now, I invited him on here for many reasons. He's a poet. He's a singer. He does. He's brilliant with electronics. He's a great coach. But the reason I had him on here for a second interview is because he does all these things while suffering from depression. We talked a lot about it. We talked about... We talked about how it's so stigmatized here in America and that's why we had this conversation because it shouldn't be. People should be able to discuss things and because of this conversation, I learned a lot and I feel like if people are out there are listening who are suffering from depression, they're going to know that they are not alone. Thank you, OC, for coming on here, being so transparent and I got a lot out of this and I hope you did too, brother. I'll see you at class when my kids grow up. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my incredible instructor, Mr. O.C. Norman. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam tells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Well, I always come prepared, but I just found out my man. I mean, I feel like it's hard because this is the first time I've done a podcast with someone who's my teacher. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Granted, it's like once every month or two. (laughs) Exactly. Whenever you show up. (laughs) Yeah, whenever I can make it there. Yeah, super. (laughs) But... But I still have that respect for me. In, in fact, like one of the uh, things I want to talk about in this podcast is just a moment I had with you um, when I was at the grappling tournament. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew I, I'm a teacher to a lot of people. So to have a teacher watching me be successful in a grappling match and then being able to give you that hug afterwards, it was like I had that feeling like I, I like, felt like oh, I made him
1: proud. Yes. <laughs> so. I mean, that, that's cool. Like I mean, that's one of like the biggest joys that I get out of coaching. Um, I've been doing the competing thing for so long that it kind of gets like, uh, it's every day, same thing, same thing. How long, is, how long were you competing? Um, I guess I started my freshman year. So I guess 2004, um, I think I just took a hiatus two years ago. So like, what was that? 2017 So 13 years, I was just competing just straight through.
0: But how old are you? Uh,
1: I am 30 years old.
0: Okay. So what, where do you wrestle, uh, competitively when you're 27 years old?
1: Um, same, uh, basically going through the tournaments between Naga and then um, Mawaz is always a thing, which is a Mid-Atlantic Wrestling Association. Okay, so you mainly were doing, you're talking about jujitsu tournaments as well. Uh, jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So wrestling is like the Mawaz. Mawaz is uh, wrestling. It's pure wrestling, scholastic uh, rules, everything that you would do like in high school uh, into those scoring systems.
0: Yeah. Do you miss competing at all?
1: Um, I do. Um, I got the itch again recently. Um, is that because
0: Alec has lost all that weight
1: and exa- he's ready to fight? That is exactly the reason. I, I know get, you, I, OC. That is. I'm like, like, man. It comes to Alec. I am the most competitive person in the world. Well, oh, you can't let him get ahead of you, can you? And it kills me. I, and, like seeing him lose all this weight and like me kind of getting out of shape, it like bugs me <laughs> to like no end. So like, it's one of the biggest things that like kind of motivating me. Like even today, I spent two hours at the gym, just like, all right, I can't let Alec get that far ahead of me. So, oh like, my god. He's going to be competing, actually. Um, in a couple weeks. Uh, so I was like, you know, I can't get ready that fast. But I'll be. I would ju- January is going to be my comeback tour. January? Yes.
0: Okay. Have you started getting in shape?
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I, would, I saw you there. Your arm's getting big. Uh, you know, this is mostly cupcakes. Like,
0: uh, Oh, that's where your cupcakes <laughs> go? This is where my cupcakes you go. You ought to come here, man. All the cupcakes I get at Reed Preschool, <laughs> you would be <get> jacked.
1: That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that sugar, that sugar bottle.
0: Yeah, we got it all. <laughs> yeah. So Alec is... Is he ready, man? is what, what weight class is he gonna be in? I' I haven't seen him compete.
1: I mean, actually he's still kind of figuring that out. Um, I think he has a goal in mind, but um he hasn't necessarily nailed down where he's gonna go. But as far as being in shape, guy's in shape. I mean, he just kind of kind of get that mentality back. I mean, he's just like well, me. he's just doing do.
0: hot yoga for like three hours.
1: He does everything for three hours. like that that dude, he just exercises. he finds anything that he can do to kind of stay in shape.
0: Yeah, he's impressive in the way that, like, he will just grind and grind and he's grind. He's
1: always been like that. Ever since, like, the first time I met him uh, freshman year, he, he's always, every time that he goes through anything, like, he's 100%, like, he's that hard work.
0: But, dude, you know what's the weirdest part about that? He, In my mind, he does not seem like that guy at all. When you talk to him, he's so, like, chill and, you know... Uh, whatever he doesn't seem like that guy who's gonna be like never quit you know grind grind
1: he, he lets his actions speak louder than his words yeah it, i like that's that definitely him. yeah
0: that's super cool <laughs> so how did it start for you because like my martial arts background is like i did the typical taekwondo when i was uh young got the black belt in a few years you know uh then i did a little bit of this a little bit of that now a little bit over at uh, razor's edge um how did it start with you
1: Uh, For me, I had no interest in any kind of fighting at all um, until literally freshman year. Um, I wanted to go out for the basketball team. Alec was my ride to everything, and he wanted to go out for the wrestling team. So I began wrestling. Um, I ended up liking it, and um, the natural progression from wrestling to me and him um, was MMA and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. So that's kind of how we kind of just stayed on that path. But if I didn't have Alec as a friend, like literally I wouldn't have done any of this.
0: It's funny to me. I feel like all of us have like grown up watching Bruce Lee, and then like, <laughs> you know, wanting to be the master. And then go. <laughs> you ever see The Last Dragon?
1: Yes. Oh, I watched that the other day. Like so good. I was picked on, so like I didn't. Like, to me, like I was just like, oh, right, well, I just guess I can't fight. Like that's just I'm just bad at. Were this.
0: you like people beat you up, or just you couldn't do anything when they pushed you around? Um,
1: like I wouldn't say they beat me up. I would say that I lost more than I won. But um, I, I got picked on these mostly like name calling and stuff like that. Um, but like I moved around a lot, so everywhere I went I was the new guy. So uh, like I would get picked on just by people in school and stuff like that. And but then, you went
0: to high school here in Hamilton, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, so th- uh, my freshman year of high school was my first time being in one school for an entire school year. Every, every grade before my um, freshman year, I was at multiple schools every year.
0: Why were you moving so much?
1: Um, just between the parents. Um, my parents were uh, separated, so I was going back and forth between them. And then different situations would happen, like either whether at one home or anything. Like my freshman year, the only reason why I ended up in New Jersey because I'm not from New Jersey. I only have like family here. My um, originally from Virginia, so like my dad was down in Virginia. My mom's in Philly. The my eighth grade year, I ended up getting thrown out of the house. Um, my freshman um, during during my eighth grade year. I came down to um eighth grade yes i came down what did you do man (laughs) i came down to jersey um i told my aunt and uncle i was like hey i just want to come visit uh for the weekend so then um at the end of the weekend i was like you know what i don't even have school you know i can just i can just stay here for a little bit if you want and then um they were like it was like oh yeah go ahead you can stay and then like my last day there i'm just like all right i don't really have anywhere else to go live here for a little bit and they're like all right yeah we'll figure it out and then i ended up going to high school down here yeah yeah right on <laughs> yeah my <laughs> and uncle were very uh understanding they they kind of made that work why'd you get kicked out um it, it's the stupidest thing um i was living with my brother's dad at, at the time and um i he spilled cereal on my bed i got mad at him <laughs> wait hold on <laughs> let me process the beginning of that story of why you got kicked out of a house in eighth grade okay go on all right so like he spilled cereal on my bed i'm sleeping in it i get mad at him (laughs) i get mad at him his dad gets mad at me for being mad at him and throws me out of the house Mm. so yeah it was very uh it was a very adult conversation
0: they would never make it in my house do you know how much we all spill cereal on each other and (laughs) everything else
1: it's like constant. My little, my little brother was like, he was cool, but like, his dad just overreacted. Yeah, that's an overreaction, <laughs>
0: to say the least. I feel like there might have been some hatred brewing before that, yeah, or there had to be something. Yeah, that there had man. to be. So, are you like, because uh, like I'm a lifelong lover of martial arts. Like I haven't trained like you and Alec, obviously, but I've loved martial arts since I was a kid. Um, and I love MMA. Like I used to be pro wrestling. It was I was it was an obsession of mine. Um, but once I started watching MMA and I became a pro wrestler, it was like. Like I just I couldn't watch wrestling anymore. Are you a fan of watching UFC? And
1: um, yeah, I mean, it kind of it's kind of what brings a lot of my friends together. I mean, just being able to sit down on a Friday night or oh, on a Saturday night watching the fights. So um, I, I really enjoy watching UFC. Uh, my first experience with uh, the UFC was um, Rampage. Watching Rampage go out there with literally being afraid to lift his leg up off the ground. Uh Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm wondering what fight you're talking about.
1: Uh any of them. Uh, basically it was just seeing him. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Not were necessary. you like
0: watching old tapes and just like watching No, like
1: this is just when like when he was active, like when at he was at UFC good. or
0: bat, when he was in
1: Bellator No, this Bellator. is this is actually when he was in UFC. So this is like after he um he left Pride. So, like, um, this is, like, when he's in UFC and he's actually, like, in shape and good, well, in shape for him, at least. Um, And he was, like, really good and actually dominating um, in his weight class. Like, that's when I first saw um, somebody actually looking pretty badass doing this, and that kind of got me into... Uh, UFC.
0: Yeah, he was one of the pioneers when it comes to like characters, right?
1: Yeah, he was. He, he had the big chain. He howling at the. uh Ooh. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and not only that, but he would like
0: back it up with a power bomb. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the
1: dude was just throwing people around. It, it, like that was what made me kind of like get into it.
0: That's cool. That's cool. So I'm guessing you didn't see Hoyce Gracie versus like the the first UFCs when they came no. out. No, um, you were probably really
1: young. Probably. Yeah, I was young when I
0: saw them. So and I'm 36. So. I mean, I did.
1: I did go back and watch like i watched the old tank Abbott fights and like stuff like that like i'm saying one where you knock the guy out and i never
0: (laughs) thought like someone looked like that when they were knocked out i always like seen too many movies you know just like you
1: just stiffen up
0: oh just stiffen up yeah you just have you been knocked out
1: before um i've been put to sleep not by a strike
0: Uh, Um, just choked out
1: yeah just choked out i've never been knocked out i'm proud to say that yeah i was
0: gonna say much better to be choked out than to be knocked out it's
1: like going into the sweet night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, little tinglys, little stars, exactly. and you're gone. Yeah, you just forget that you were
1: even rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened?
0: Yeah, one time in pro wrestling, uh, my opponent had me up against the corner. This is the only time I've really been knocked out. He uh, went to chop, you know, like a chest chop, mm-hmm. but he caught me right in the chin. And boy, like, I just looked at him like, we got to change the whole match. <laughs> and I don't remember any of it from there on out. Uh, what's up, T-Bolt? Shout out to you, man. <laughs> so who are your favorite fighters? like what do you look for in like a, a favorite
1: Um for me I like somebody with personality Um but my thing is like I'm kind of getting over the cockiness like, like I think McGregor did it he was fine he's doing it with like a lot of people like kobe Covington and stuff like that like they're well, kind of so overdoing fake. it it's they're, so exactly, fake exactly it's starting to feel like pro wrestling and like I'm okay with pro wrestling being pro wrestling that's what it is like, like I'm, I'm completely okay with that it's been like that way for years you're kind of used to it stuff like that but like when people are turning into cartoon characters, it's kind of starting to turn me off of the sport a little bit. Mm. Um, But like, I I love people um, who who are actually just going out there and and just fighting. Um, uh, Cerrone. What's his name? who's fighting.
0: Oh, Cerrone Cerrone and
1: Masvidal. Uh, like those guys are like I like them because they're just there to fight. Like like Diaz, like they're all just there to fight. Like yeah. I love people who are just going in there ready right, to just knock people out. And then I like people like um, the style bender. Like he, he's like Izzy. Like he's well, just so fun to watch. He's incredible. So much fun to watch. What, what do you think would happen if he fought John Jones? He's too small for John, mm, isn't he's, he? He's, he is too small for John. I think and. To be quite honest, like, all, all the, like, the controversy that follows John is the that, like, dude's one of the best to ever do it. Like, it, it's not John even, Jones? Yes. Is he not the best? I, I don't... I, I, like, I never want to really call him... Like, for some reason, just something in me doesn't want to give him, like, the title of the best. Uh, only because, like... Like, because... Like, Anderson Silva in his prime is like it was so fun to watch that mm. like that that it that, was that.
0: something he it was more like Matrixy like how is this happening like
1: and he was doing things that think people never did before and like in, in fashions and like he was like a true dominating artist like and and I loved watching him fight like and. Oh, quiet guy like when he talked he talks like mike tyson like he, he didn't just even like want this, to talk exactly he's just like the, the quietest dude and then just making funny faces like the dude is awesome like, well he was
0: like what you thought before mma happened that's what people thought there was like a chosen one out there he was the closest thing to a chosen one for about four or five years
1: yes like the, the dude is he was unbelievable yeah uh like i love watching people like him, and to be quite honest like i loved watching like mighty mouse like mighty mouse demetrius johnson like i loved watching him but like everybody was like oh that's a, he has a boring fighting style i was like oh, i mean, he's just really he's technical. just so
0: dominant he's just
1: technical i play. think
0: the boring part boring part was like no one was even like close to him for such a long time it was just like win after win dominant after dominant you get yeah. that gets boring with anybody almost it does i mean look at the patriots but like. <laughs> Y'all, God, yeah no that's the worst i'm not even a football fan and that annoys me <laughs> seriously You know what my favorite fighters are? Like, before I get into the next thing, are the ones who just, like... And it blows my mind. I feel like you probably have gained this over years of wrestling. The ones who just never quit. Like, the uh, Diego Sanchez's kind of Forrest Griffin type. Like, the ones who just, like, you just know keep coming and coming. Even though they're beat up. Right. uh, Clay Guida, even though he loses all the time. But, like, you know he's
1: not going (laughs) to quit. Exactly. You know he's always going to have another fight. And, like, that's what, like, Forrest Griffin was, like, in his prime. Like, I loved watching, (sighs) like... Shogun. Like, that first, like... um. It was the uh, Ultimate Fighter finale. Like, that put UFC on the map. like yeah. they, And, like, he has a lifetime contract for that. But then, like, to see how he was, like, in his prime all the way until, like, the end of his career. Like, I don't know if you've read, like, any of his books.
0: I've read all of them. Uh, like, all I was, of them.
1: He's, like, the funniest dude. He's hilarious. Like The, the tests,
0: the tests at the beginning, oh, hilarious.
1: Absolutely. Like, he was a very good person to watch. Like, if you were, like, a beginner MMA fan at that time, like, you yeah, came you in know, at the golden age.
0: Anyone who's listening to this... um, God, we talked a lot. MMA. If we haven't <laughs> lost you listeners who do not care about MMA, listen, if you're going to watch one fight to understand what, what has been happening, go to Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner. It's the, they, they say, what, what do they say? It's like the one that.
1: It's been, it was like the number one ranked um, UFC fight of all time. Like, it, it was like, it was just a war on both sides.
0: So um, yeah, you're my teacher. It's kind of weird <laughs> for me to like, because I've always grown up like with the martial arts mentality and I am a teacher so I feel like I always respect my teacher and I would respect anyone at the end of the, at the other uh, end of the table I don't know man you're my teacher though
1: <laughs> I mean we're friends too and I think that's like the kind of thing we got to understand like we're, we're about the same age like it's it's nice like uh being able to have a conversation like in and outside of the school I mean it's 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 pretty relaxed there too I mean like we, we josh around and everything like that
0: it's relaxed for you bro <laughs> <laughs> You have to understand, every time I come, it's the first time in a month. I am sweating, I'm dying, and like it's the first time I'm seeing everyone in a month. So, yeah, but I love it. When these kids grow up, I'll be there. Bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's, it's so that life balance.
1: Much. That life balance is a lot.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I, I promise you, it's not out of being lazy or not wanting to be there. <laughs> I'm paying a lot of money that's not being used at all. So, but I will be there. One day I'll be uh, – are you going to be a black belt one day?
1: I mean, I hope so. I mean, I put in a lot of time. Um, but like for me, it's it's about enjoying the journey, I'm mean, enjoying the people that I'm there with. Um, when that time comes, it'll come at its own pace. I'm yeah. going to keep learning before and after it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool thing about jujitsu. It seems like there's a real love for it, and you just never stop learning.
1: It, and that's the thing, and it keeps evolving. Like, I, there's so many things that I've learned over the years that, like, are completely inadequate right now. Like, like I've, I've tried to actually um, teach a class, and then, like, I'll have people from other schools or, like, who started later, and they'll actually show me, like, oh, well, I've seen it this way. And I'm like, well, it's a lot better than the way I learned it. And, like, uh, <laughs> like and I, you're a brown belt. Exactly. I'm a Which four is striker. how
0: many year, Four stripe brown, brown belt. Four stripe brown belt. Wow. And so, how many years in are you?
1: Um, I guess I started this 2009 ish. So, it's, yeah, about 10 years.
0: Yeah. And you've been, like,
1: at it, at it,
0: training, training.
1: I mean, I've had off and on, I mean, injuries, um, and just life circumstances of me just being outside of the gym. Uh, but, like, for the most part, um, I've always done some kind of grappling. I mean, wrestling definitely helped when oh, into this. Yes. That must have really yeah, gotten you a foot in the door. It fast-tracked me a decent amount. But, like, I, I spent a lot of time um, at Blue Belt. Blue Belt was a long belt for me. Oh yeah, uh, I spent five years at blue belt. Like, oh, out of my ten years, I'm gonna ago. spend and five years at white belt. So it's like <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, so like, it, it definitely um, it definitely took its toll. So I mean, I'm gonna keep doing it. it. It's still fun to me. And like like I said, now I have like a newer passion, which is really coaching and teaching and seeing like my students actually develop.
0: Yeah, well, I see that in the class. You walk over to me, see what I'm doing. I'm like, oh shoot, he's here, <laughs> judging me, oh, messing me. Up. I'm gonna mess up every single time, and I do. But then you correct me <laughs> Never like a let pro. Me down. I- <laughs> Never let me down. at all. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. Thank <laughs> you. So you're not just uh, a man of the martial arts. You have various arts behind you. Uh, so I want to talk about one I just found out, bro. I'm not gonna say who told me. I'm gonna remain anonymous. But you sing.
1: Oh God, I hate I hate people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no known, known to dabble. I mean, like I, like at your I,
0: wedding, like when did you sing? When yes, you, you I did, did.
1: I did sing my wife down the aisle. Uh, that <gasps> is something that I did do. What'd you sing? Um, she made me. Um, <laughs> I I, I sang an Ed Sheeran sign, uh, song, something C. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, my wife made me do it. Like she, like that was her one request um and she like really really guilted me into doing it
0: how nervous were you
1: um very because th- that's why i say i dabble because i'm i i do get stage fright like i'm very shy when it comes to people um like i can be in front of a whole stadium of people in a singlet but when it comes to singing or doing anything in front of people like i just freeze up so normally i'm not really good at it but um it, it is something that i like to do like i, I sing all around the house like, I make up songs. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, I can be brushing my teeth, and I'll make up a song just about brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do that. I have to do that for four kids a day.
0: <laughs> I'm making songs for everything. But I don't feel like you're really like that. I mean, look, you're on the microphones now. You're just talking
1: away. like. And that's the thing. Like, what? like... I'm able to have conversations with my friends. Like, I, like, I love, like, I, I do feel comfortable. Like, and I thought, like, I came in here, I was like, I'm just so nervous. Like, I gotta be like. Oh, were really you worried before? You yes, got here. like, before I got here, like, I was just nervous. Like, like I said, I did all this prepping, uh, mainly because, like, I need to make sure I have stuff to say. Like, <laughs> when I freeze. But, like, it, it, Wait it's. Wait a minute,
0: an hour ago, you said you could t- talk forever about anything.
1: I can. I can talk forever about things until my nerves get in the way. <laughs> and then I gotta remember what I was trying to say. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'll randomly just go off on a tangent about, like, strudels. Like, it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> toaster strudels exactly and i just got reminded yesterday about how amazing those are like, Oh, completely off topic again but like i love toaster strudels bro i <laughs> i get reminded
0: about childhood foods on the reg over here man toaster strudels i've been reminded about like twice now in six years so toaster strudels check it out nicole get on it all right now they know she's here wow.
1: yeah no, she's, she's no longer hidden
0: <laughs> she will be on an episode quite soon um, so what kind of music, man? Like, what what are you into?
1: Um, I like anything that you can actually like, just sing to. Like, I mean, I'm, i like I listen to rap and stuff like that, but I'm really like an R and B dude. But I really am into old school. Like, my genre is Motown. Like, I grew up listening to Otis Redding, The Temptations, stuff like that. Otis Redding is my like he that was our wedding song. Like when I went out what's I, the song? Uh, we did um, try little tenderness by Otis Redding. One of my favorite artists of all time. Like soul singer, like dude is r- ridiculous. What his
0: voice, his presence, everything?
1: Both. Like he he, he was one of those dudes who like kind of died young, but like his voice just sounds like the oldest man you've ever heard. But like it's just so soulful. Like I absolutely loved um, listening to him sing because my grandfather used to just sing it like around the house.
0: I love old and soulful voices,
1: and I love it. Like and he's 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 the dude.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> so
1: That's what you sing to. Yes, yeah, so Otis writing is, is is my songs of choice. Yeah, right
0: on. Uh, and not only are you a singer, but like I, I'm really interested uh, to find out about your poetry. Um, it, it's funny because like you look at you at first on uh, on paper, it's like you know a really smart tech. You uh, you're a fighter. But you also write
1: poetry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like what um, poetry is like actually one of the most near and dear things to my heart uh, mainly because I've been doing that since before I've been doing anything like before I was singing before like I started fighting um literally my first passion was like really like writing poetry like, like, it's been something I've been doing since I was very very young um, since I learned to write it's kind of like as like when I was growing up like I went through like, a lot of different, the growing up phases, like I said, I got picked on, stuff like that. It's kind of just a way like to kind of get my emotions out. Um, and it's something that I really, really fell in love with. It kind of makes it easy just to put uh, feelings down on paper and making them rhyme and putting them in stanzas and using metaphors and stuff like that. It's it's kind of relaxing to me. It's something I've done and held on to for many years. So are you writing currently? Always. I'm always writing. I've, I've never really stopped writing. Um, Where do have, you keep all this? Um... To be quite honest, I have random pieces of paper around my house that just have stuff on them. I don't even have like a book for them anymore. Um, I really just have like I'll just be going through like my journal, like I'll be going through my drawers, like looking for socks, and like a random piece of paper falls out. I was like, oh, I did write this at one point. Like, I just poem in your sock drawer, exactly. Like, I just found a poem recently in one of my um in one of my boxes of stuff. Um, it was like one of the first poems I ever wrote for my wife, my now wife. Uh, oh, you read poems we, for the when wife when first started so nice. dating, like I. When I asked her out in high school um, in 2007, like, when I asked her out uh, to be my girlfriend, I actually wrote to her. Uh, I wrote a poem, like, bef- like, as, like, that was my way of asking her out in the poem. So, like, that's kind of, um, like, that's, like, what I use. I use it to really get across those sensitive moments in my life. Bro. You had some serious game. I, I mean, I, I have selective game. Like it, it, <laughs> selective game. <laughs> yeah, because like it I comes can tell you and right now, Exactly, because like if it's like it, that's why I love texting so much. I can actually think about what I'm about to say. Because if I'm just mm. like talking to somebody, I do not sound smooth at all. Like I am. <laughs> like, I do not have the most game at all. I just like give them a nice little wink and call it a day. <laughs> Yeah, well, like it's but nice. that's
0: smooth. That, and you did that with your wife.
1: Yeah, I that's mean, a cute
0: little story, man. <laughs>
1: like, that's how you met your wife. Uh, well, no, I met her um, in a very in many complicated ways. But I guess the first, <laughs> 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 yeah, um, my friends know the stories behind that. But um, as far as like me first meeting her, I walked into a class, didn't know who the heck she was, and did her whole science project for her, basically. Um, that, that's that's when I met her. But as far as our relationship developing, that was a couple years in the making
0: and she's like an artist in her own right
1: she if it if it involves colors or artistic talent in any kind of way photography painting um drawing it, she can do it like All she right. is amazingly um artistic cool cool i need a new piece for she this. can't sing though i can t- oh, oh she's no Did she try Did she try unfortunately um oh. but and I'll, I'll call her out on this and i have no problem mm. um katie cannot sing <laughs>
0: Yeah. See, this is why I feel like I've known you guys for like almost two years now. I've never hung out with you guys. I don't feel like I could handle your crew. You guys are really mean to each other.
1: And that's usually what an outside, that's what you most outsiders say. Like every single new person we have brought into our group has said, you guys are rough with each other. And I'm like, you are getting the censored version. Like it is, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are rough. Uh,
0: but like it, it's. One time I saw Alec. And Nicole, and I didn't realize you guys were like this. This was my first exposure. But he said something to Nicole, and I just thought this was like he was just saying this to a client of the school. And I was like, oh, my
1: God. And he just looks at me, and he's like, ah, it's okay.
0: I'm like, is it, though?
1: And that's the thing. Like, We don't know time or place or anything. Like, literally, we can be around the most new people to us, and we would just say something, and everybody laughs it off except for the people who are crazy uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm too sensitive, man. You guys are hurt uh, my feelings. No, we're rough. You yeah. hurt my feelings, bro. Thick skin, Sam. Yeah, well, I'm joking. I, I, I have. <laughs> I, I work with. Have it. No, you definitely have it. You all do. But I work with preschoolers. No one will tell you the truth more than preschoolers. They will let you know. hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, also, okay, so your poetry, are you ever going to, uh, you know, like publish any of this work? Oh, or? no. Uh, Come on, no. bro. I have a friend to hook you up with if you want to. Ah, that,
1: see, like, that's like, like, for me, that's like the most vulnerable part of myself. Like, I did post something recently. I did post one of my poems that I wrote um, recently on Facebook. Uh, and literally, that was my first time ever doing it. Um, and I think I posted maybe a couple written things. But I've only actually um, posted one of me reciting one of my poems. But like, to be quite honest, it's 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 very difficult for me to be that open with people. So like, and that's like so you're ultimate. just doing
0: it for yourself or for your
1: wife? For uh, to be quite honest, she doesn't even get to hear all of it, which which is pretty like now that I'm saying it out loud, it's kind of nuts. But like, um, like I'll read some of the stuff to her. But to be quite honest, a lot of it is extremely personal to me. Uh, a lot of it goes back to like kind of like. Uh, my mental thoughts and stuff like that so yeah what is it about
0: like Like, because people think poetry they think love
1: stories like is that what that is or um it used to be a lot about that um but and to be quite honest like as i really found love and embraced it a lot more in my um in my personal life um i stopped writing about it and and it's kind of weird but um i think as of now like most of my stuff is kind of just going on with um, like I got, I deal with like a lot of like depression and things like that on my day to day. And I, I kind of like write about that as a way to kind of like vent those emotions in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. We were going to talk about that later. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, let's save that for after the commercial break. Cause we have a lot to say about that.
1: Gotcha. Let's finish off with,
0: a uh, we got to talk anime brother. Oh yeah. See, I know that's all you, but I have, I have some anime that I love. Do you know, um, a little movie called, oh, Vampire Hunter D Yes, I loved both those movies and uh, Ninja
1: Scroll. Um, I have not got. I have not watched that.
0: That is blowing my <laughs> mind, sir. I, I feel like not. that's like,
1: uh, like everyone has. Like to be like some like some of like the older stuff. Like I'm pretty much I'm a casual for. Like I'm a casual for like a lot of these. Um, the stuff.
0: see, I'm older, man. See, that's yeah, where it is.
1: Like me, like obviously the big three, I, I can like recite like it's it's no problem. Um, a lot of the newer stuff, like for me right now, like I'm highly into My Hero Academia. Uh, my Hero Academia is, like, one of the best artworks to ever be put on. Like, I read more than I watch.
0: Oh, you're talking about graphic novel?
1: Um, no, it, it's it's a, it's a manga, and it's also an anime now. They just started season four. Um, but, oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it's amazing. But I got into it with Dragon Ball Z, like, most kids my age. Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball and things like that is really got me hooked on uh, anime and things of that nature. Yeah,
0: Dragon Ball Z was cool, man. My kids are watching it. Now. it makes me I, proud. It, it's
1: the only, like, it, when you look at, like, raising a kid, they have to watch that or else they can't, like, go on with their lives.
0: There's certain movies for sure. Like, and you know what? I, 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 at first I was like, you know, when I drove in my car, there was no DVD player. It's not fair you have a DVD. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, now you have to watch Back to the Future. Now you, <laughs> you have to watch The NeverEnding Story 15 times. But, uh, yeah, they end up loving my own movies and uh, as a dad. That makes me happy. That makes you so happy. So happy. Dude, uh, we got a lot more to talk about, but we also got a commercial break. Gotcha. Cool beans. All right. Dave Birnbaum, real estate agent.
1: Oh, come on now, Sam. You shouldn't have.
0: Anything to feel the burn.
1: (laughs) Now I love it right now.
0: Yeah, well, did you know that going through REMAX will get you charged up
1: all we want to do is blow
0: I'm- people's <laughs> minds oh come on now sam what you don't like the sound effects i'm just trying to get my name out there i know because you're up at the crack of dawn every morning working hard <laughs> what you think you could sell this thing without sound effects be my guest tell them what it's about
1: This is Dave Birnbaum, REMAX Community. Buy, rent, sell with Burn. Just give me a call when you're ready to go. 856-524-2927. I can't wait to help you out. Oh, Dave, just one more sound effect?
0: I guess do it, Sam. For all the people who have saved money with Dave Birnbaum, this one's for you. So, so the reason... um, I called upon this meeting was uh, from some posts that you uh, were posting on Facebook. I actually caught on, you know, after a while, you're, you're my teacher, like I was interested in seeing, but uh, most of your posts are absolutely hilarious. Uh, but every now and then you get one in there where I think, whoa, okay, um, he's having a rough day with that <laughs> post. <laughs> um, and then you posted something, a quote from the Joker mm-hmm. uh, after you've seen the movie. Do you remember it off the top of your head?
1: um the worst thing about mental illness is everybody expects you to behave like you don't have one mm. yeah and that that's that was that was very impactful to me um when i when i read that in the movie um because it's completely true about like how our society like, looks at it like they when they see you act like when they see kind of people who behave like they have a mental illness like they kind of look like kind of side eye sometimes like it's kind of like, like why are you even doing that here So it's kind of it was kind of like a kind of cool viewpoint, Um, just a very blunt viewpoint of like kind of how society sees mental illness in a way. Did you see it like that you related to what he was saying? Um, Sometimes. I I mean, most people don't talk about the issues that they have going on, um, mainly because they don't feel like people are listening or they or they kind of feel like they're trying too hard to relate. I, sometimes I just want you to listen to 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 like the things that are going on I don't necessarily need you to be like oh one time I stubbed my toe so it's kind of the same thing like no it, it's not and like that's kind of like what the I actually posted at home on Facebook um, it was called um, we all get sad sometimes um, it's mainly about me being uh, me having like the mental struggles that I have and then kind of people just trying to be like, oh yeah, well we all get a little sad sometimes, and like, no, it's not the same. Like I, like I know you think that it's kind of the same, but it's not.
0: I want to feel like I can understand because I suffered with depression as a teenager, and I remember I, I'm not that way anymore, but I remember just a feeling of of not being able to get out of a box, just a weight on my shoulder, afraid to turn a corner. It's just these it's just negative, negative. You have negative thought all day long you know, I got into a career I love, I have a, a great life, like, and uh, I'm I'm able to, I, I got way past that, but I feel like uh, I get you because I know how awful it was. If you were to talk to my parents, mm-hmm. they would tell you, like, this. he was not the Sam that you know right now. <laughs> but I understand, like, it's debilitating.
1: Like, it is, like, I mean, some days you're just kinda like, like, why am I even getting up? Uh, like, and like, another quote that like I heard, um, from a poet that I, I do like to listen to, um, he said, "It's not that I want to die; it's that I don't want to live anymore." Like, it, and that kind of hit me in a way. It was like, it's like like that. That's what, like, he's, like there's no self harm to it. Just like he's like he's done life. Like he, he feels so depressed or in a box or that he just like can't get out of a funk or he's just always in his own head that he's just like, is this all that's it to it? Like, is this all that life is? Is it just kind of going day by day? Like, there's nothing getting him to the next day outside of just like still breathing
0: what do you think is the difference between someone like that and someone like me who just sees opportunity and i don't mean to sound cheesy but it's just very true with my mindset where uh, every day I, I i have an opportunity to do this and that and this right now with you it's a huge and, and my day is being uh utilized you know season day and i it make, gives me such great pleasure and it's worth it i think it's worth it do you wake up sometimes just thinking
1: it's just not worth it? I think for me, it's more that I, I kind of feel like nothing really excites me. Uh, like I, for as much as I do, and I smile and I joke and I have fun with my friends. Like when I sit back and I think about it, it's like like that. It's not a lasting happiness. Like for me, and, and like I've had this conversation with a couple of my friends. It's like for me, it's about enjoying the moments because in between those moments, it's it's really just a lot of dead air. Um, it's not that I don't see like the opportunities cause like I actually, I do a decent amount. Um, but I wouldn't say that like I'm motivated to do a decent amount. Like those things don't necessarily cause me like a lot of joy anymore. Um, it's more so that like, I know this is something I have to do to get to my quote unquote goal. Like, whether, like, and it's not, and it's to the point where, like, where it's not even, like, necessarily the goal that is really motivating me to do anything. It's just, like, I feel like I should have something. Like, if I don't have something, then, like, it's going to get a lot worse.
0: Well, <clears throat> talking about the Joker, he kind of has this mentality, like, does it all matter? Like, nothing matters. So do you feel like a lot of the stuff you do just doesn't matter? I mean, look what you're doing right now. Like, does this matter what you're doing?
1: I, I think it matters in a very logical standpoint. Like, I'm not going to say, like, it doesn't bring me, like, some sense of accomplishment or anything like that. It's kind of more of a, like, me doing this, I'm hoping it brings kind of awareness to kind of, like, how people think that you may not know. Because, like, when I talk to my friends, like, that I suffer from depression and things like that, they're like, you, really? Like, you're so, like, you joke around, you have some fun. Like, that's kind of, um, like, it's, I joke when I'm uncomfortable that's like one of the things i do really yeah very much like i'm i like to think that i'm a very funny person i make myself laugh all the time but like (laughs) um the thing is is like when i go home at night like i'm very just like it's exhausting talking to people for me like i am an introvert to the nth degree for as much as like outgoing as i seem when i go home i'm mentally exhausted i don't want to talk to anybody um and i think that's kind of like what the Joker is kind of doing too. Um, mainly, like in at least in the t- uh, 2019 film, um, we kind of look at him in a way he's like Dude, life is absurd. The, like when it comes down to it, like, it's very subjective to what people call funny or what people call normal, because um, it's all kind of um, what society thinks is normal. Like what me to me, what I consider um, funny or um, life fulfilling may not be the same thing that you consider funny or life fulfilling. So what makes you right or me wrong? and and I, and I kind of think that like for me like what everybody else thinks is like really like oh this should make you happy this should this should really fulfill you this should be a goal this should motivate you i'm just like it doesn't and, and like
0: well no know. one should tell you what should make you happy like i mean <clears throat> that's up to you
1: exactly and then, but i kind of feel like that's how we kind of look at mental illness the same way it's like why are is like why do you feel this way like you like why do you feel this way like it's kind of like somebody's going through something and they're sad, but they're like in an, a happy situation. Well, look at, I think a great example has to be Robin Williams. Rich. Yes, it,
0: everyone loves you. 100%. Made beautiful movies, made so many people happily, inspired so many people. I mean, his uh, Dead Poets Society, for me as a teacher, really impacted mm. me. Um, I mean, how many laughs? And, and, and he was
1: depressed exactly and like some of like the funniest people are like the saddest people like you see that in, com- in, in comedy you see it so much mm. so many of those guys are really just so sad like they'll even tell you like in a lot of the behind the scenes interviews it's like like honestly like they suffer a lot of them suffer from depression and then like they seem like the most fun people when you're talking to them because like it, it's kind of just a way of they're masking their own like insecurities and veins.
0: Yeah, well, it, there's a lot of comedy in seeing the ridiculousness of everything. So yep. that's where a lot of their jokes come from. And, you know, uh, but to go home with that and then feel like that all the time, that's that's a tough lifestyle. It's tough. Yeah. So, you know what the top two mental uh, health issues are in America?
1: Uh, I would say depression is one of them. Probably anxiety.
0: Yeah, top two. Anxiety is in eighteen percent of Americans. So like every five people, there's one with uh, anxiety. Uh, and yeah, number two is depression, ten percent, which actually shocked me. I felt like there was going to be more than ten percent.
1: Um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's too shocking because I also think that a lot of people with depression. Um, probably don't talk about it. I don't talk about it as much mm. as they should. And I kind of think there's a big stigma on depression, um, which is another reason why I kind of wanted to do something like this. Well, that's
0: why I wanted to do, do, do it, uh, too. At first I was thinking, I gotta be honest with you before you came on, like I kept like pondering back and forth. Like, I know, I don't know anything about it. Like I'll research it and this and that, but I don't want to sound like I know anything. And then I realized, yeah, that's okay. Sound like you don't know anything, <laughs> but it takes away the taboo it takes away the stigma you can talk about it let's just
1: talk and and i think that's like really important especially like in like i mean i can speak from my experience i feel like in the african-american community it's like a huge stigma for like people to have like to go to help like go for help for mental issues like i feel like growing up like if you're like if your dad big and tough and stuff like that like and he has like he gets depressed and stuff like that like if he goes to somebody he looks weak he looks weak talking to people for help and I kind of feel like that's a stigma in not just the African American community but I do I saw it there Uh, but I think that's a big stigma just for men in general like we're supposed to be like these big macho dudes why do you think that is? I, I honestly think like we've been kind of um we, we've been kind of bred and like over the years like men are supposed to be strong they're not supposed to cry they're supposed but to you be, know what like, like really tough
0: and i'm not saying like all men cry i'm not saying that kind of statement what i'm saying is that like the people who are often the weakest are the ones who hide all these emotions and the ones who are stronger it's like hey i'm super bummed out
1: today can you leave me alone <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly and, and the thing is and how do we even look at those people like as a society, like when somebody like when you see like a man like who comes out to you and he's like wearing his emotions on the sleeve like a lot of people's first imp- like first like thought is like kind of like stay away like shy away from it because it looks weird to the eye because of how we've been conditioned over mm. so many years so like it, and it kind of stops other people from kind of being like All right, well i'm actually feeling that way too like it kind of like stops people from coming out about like their different struggles
0: it's weird like i got this pectoral tear in february and like people talk about it, like, oh, that's so cool. You got your battle scar. You got this, you got that. If I were to be like, yeah, you know, something really bad happened to me and I've been depressed for like the last 10 months, I don't know, then it'd be weird. They yeah. wouldn't be coming up to me, all my students' parents, and be like, hey, let's talk about your depression. Yeah,
1: like they, they, they take it with a grain of salt and they kind of like, let's move on for something <laughs> less comfortable. Let's avoid, uh, yeah, let's yeah, avoid like, this one. Exactly. <laughs> like, like they'll give you like that little courtesy nod and courtesy. And cause not because they don't care. It's
0: nothing to do with that. It's awkward.
1: In some, like, it feels so... It kind of makes you feel vulnerable listening to somebody's vulnerabilities.
0: Yeah, yeah. But in the end, like, so many people are vulnerable and feel vulnerable. I mean, from the top of the top to the bottom of the bottom, you know, there's always that in the back of your mind. So it'd be nice to be able to just be able to discuss it, and especially with those who are really suffering from those feelings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think kind of... And it helps like to educate yourself on this i i think it's really important for you to kind of take a step back and like when you start feeling those uncomfortable moments looking into what makes you uncomfortable like especially like for me who kind of suffers from this um one of the first things i did was actually look into um other people who are suffering it and like kind of like the medical diagnoses of like why Um, People may feel depressed and things like that and like I have my own thoughts on it and I am by no means a doctor Um, So a lot of my stuff is pretty um, made up but um Like for me like one of the like I have like two types of like really mental illness that I kind of looked at Like I feel like there are some that are like biologically induced. Yes. I
0: looked at that, too
1: Yeah, and then like I feel like there's some that are like um, society or self-induced. Yeah So what do
0: you think yours is?
1: Um, for me, I think it's more society itself. Really, I, I feel like a lot of my stuff comes from insecurities, and, and like just like kind of like me growing up being kind of like picked on and like and things like that. Like I feel like it's more of a response to my environment, less that it's like like a chemical imbalance or anything like that. Like I don't feel okay. like I don't feel like I have anything that like pills um, would like fix. Like I, I feel like that and that's like one of my biggest things like even when I was talking to like my therapist and things like that Like I one of my biggest things is like I don't want to go on medication Um, so it's like I don't feel like it's something like I, I feel was like gonna ask
0: you your feelings on being medicated for anxiety, You know depression
1: any mental for me. It's 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 definitely person by person Like I, I definitely don't I think that it's something that you should definitely talk and have a discussion about like with somebody Who's a lot more qualified than your friend? Um, so like I, I think that <laughs> like actually talking to somebody like, and like, I honestly think like if people who have any kind of thoughts on like self harm should definitely take it a lot more seriously and like really think about, um, medication. But I also think that it's something that should definitely come from a educated individual who's actually experienced in that field. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause like for me, it, it, I never feel like a ne- necessary for like self harm. And I like, got talked to my psychiatrist about it and things like that. And I feel like a lot of things are mostly, um, things that I kind of, Need to resolve within myself that that will help um so do you mean just like getting over these i I don't necessarily feel like it's getting over like for me um like for like my my mantra for a while has been like enjoy the moments Uh, like for me like i'm not always happy like people aren't always happy but like um the times that like i'm really sad and things like that like it's really just kind of like think about those moments when you're not sad like not necessarily that you're happy but when you're not sad like enjoy those moments even if you're living life moment to moment I understand that it's not always bad like even if it's just like a blip on the radar you're not always upset or like you're not always just lost in your own head so that's like, a good
0: thing to remember because i remember when i did suffer from depression as a teenager i remember feeling like it would never end mm-hmm. and that was a scary feeling and,
1: and it's hard like when you put kind of like open in like it's like an open end question like you just don't know when you're going to get to the period at the end of it no. and like when you kind of step back and you're able to kind of think it was like oh well i did go out that that night and like, you know, it, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, yeah, there was a little bit of anxiety. But, like, you know, and I smiled, I laughed, I joked. Like, it, it can't all be bad.
0: And you know what's really sad is that there's even a stigma behind going to therapist. You go to a therapist, I think a lot of people should go to a therapist. I think, I think more, to be quite honest, I think everybody should.
1: Like, I, I yeah, think not that,
0: just people who suffer from major
1: things. Like I think people should just, like, I honestly think that the guidance counselor is so underutilized in schools. Because I think if anybody needs to seek uh, third-party assistance, it's probably when you're growing up. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's, it's, I think that That's the, one of the most
0: important parts of your
1: education. 100%, I think the guidance counselor is very underutilized. And I think, for me, I know it took me a long time to go get help. Um, to be honest, I don't think if my job didn't pay for me to go get help, I probably wouldn't have got help. Um, so I, I think that, like, it, it is a stigma that is kind of preventing people from kind of working through a healthy resolution to their issues
0: yeah it's sad that it's like that yeah. where you can't just be like hey i'm going out to therapy you be like, i'm going out to lunch guys I'll see you later like huh. you wouldn't no one would say hey i'm going out to my therapist it, it
1: took me like not only did it take me a while to get help it actually took me a while to tell my wife that i was getting help no like it, it wasn't even something that like i figured this was something you guys like got in on not together. even a little like oh, wow. me, it was a surprise to her when i did it like it, it wasn't like it's not something that like i wanted really to get out there and it wasn't until like a month or two in that like, I was ready for other people to even know. Like, so it, it was it was it was it was a process now you're, to get me to now
0: you're saying to the millions of fans
1: get help if you need it. Yeah, like, like it, it's it's so do okay,
0: there's someone I'm sure like you who really does suffer from depression. Or maybe they question like, Am I suffering from depression? Like, what do they do to get help?
1: Um, like to be honest, like, First off, um, just reach out to anyone. Like whether like they have plenty of hotlines out, out there that you can that you can call into. Um, Google is the. Most have important. you done that before? Um, I've never called into anybody because, like I said, like luckily my job provides. Um, oh right, psych. right, So like but I was they're able supposed to, go to be good them.
0: those hotlines.
1: They they are. Um, I know Compsych does actually. Um, do a lot of they do have a couple hotlines that you can call into um, that's something that you can obviously Google um, Google is like an amazing thing like for resources don't just read things um, definitely see if you can talk to somebody um, look up any kind of hotline that allows you that kind of like let you get your feelings out of just talk to somebody um, th- there's a lot of different avenues that you can go with that but if you're feeling or questioning any kind of um, depression, or you feel like you have anxiety or anything like that, like, I'd recommend talking to somebody as soon as you can. Um, like, you don't necessarily have to tell people around you. Like I said, it took me a while to hey, talk to my wife. It's, I, it's for you.
0: I would love to say over the microphones, guys, if, if you're a friend of mine and you know me and you I would love to talk to any of you. You know, I just don't know you're not alone. I, I'm sure there's other people who'd like to talk to you too. And if you came up to me, you're a friend of mine, you said, hey, I just need to, you to know I'm depressed. I will be there for you.
1: Yeah, I, I, and it's like I actually I posted my poem online and it was amazing. The amount of response from friends who You have to send that to me. Who I will. Um but like, it's amazing the amount of response from friends like in my DMs and like on the comments and stuff like that. They're just like like dude, it's nice to know I'm not alone. Like like mm-hmm. like honestly like I've had people that I barely even talked to reach out to me is like, dude, it's nice to see somebody actually saying something about this. I
0: feel like people would be less depressed if it wasn't taboo and everyone could just say it and then they could be together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I help think, each other. I think a lot of people, um, I think depression is a lot worse when it's being held in. And I think that it's kind of like one of those things that you kind of just push down. Like it's like trash. Like as you push down trash into a gr- trash can, it just gets a lot denser and a lot heavier. Mm. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what depression is. until mm-hmm. it breaks the bottom of the trash can or a trash bag. So again, and I kind of feel like that's what a lot of like um, snaps come from, like mental snaps yeah. come from, because like, you've just been depressing yourself for so long.
0: I think there's a good time to break out this fact that I found out today. Um, let me look, find the number real quick. Doo Well, I don't have the number, but it turns out there are more deaths from suicide than homicide. Like far more.
1: That actually doesn't surprise me, uh, especially when we look at like our veteran community. Like when we look at that, that's that's very high. um,
0: Fourth in the list was a PTSD. Yes. Yeah. Third was a bipolar.
1: Yeah, I I can like when you look at those like just veterans themselves. Like I think I think the stats like every 22 seconds uh, we lose another veteran to suicide. Um, It's Mm. it's pretty it's it's nuts and like and I think kind of like as a government we kind of haven't done enough. Um for support of PSD, uh PTSD. So I think that We definitely have it, and, and exactly. Ridiculous. And, and I feel like that's kind of accruing to that suicide number. So crazy. Yeah.
0: Let's, let's not even get it, into that. It, it, because that's, a, that's, a f- that's a
1: completely different topic. Yeah, that's a different
0: <laughs> podcast with very many angry people. Talking. <laughs> exactly. Um
1: So why do you think people love Joker so much? Dude, he's... I all right, so Again, I did I did some prep. So, um, I think people like Joker because he kind of appe- he appeals to people's shadow. Um, Carl Jung is, is a is a psychologist who wrote about the shadow. So the shadow is basically um, it's a group of traits or feelings that people. Um, hold down inside of themselves whether it be uh, whether it's undesirable by themselves or it's undesirable um, to society they just hold it down and they kind of keep it under the surface and I think the Joker is a complete um, release of the shadow and I think that the movie um, kind of it's trying to it shows him in the beginning really holding down his shadow, like, trying to be a good person, like, just trying to go trying through his life. Trying so hard. Like, exactly. And he's just getting knocked down. Painful. Puts it down, puts it down, puts it down. And then when he puts on the makeup, it's kind of his shadow just taking over and he's like, yo, screw it. Like, this is, this is I've me. I've never been more in awe of a performance Dude, in my life. So raw. like And, like, I was just – I was so happy with the director, like, for being brave enough to do this because this was very – Critically received before it even aired, like so many people were afraid to see it because they were just like, "This is a dangerous thing." And now it's like, "Do you think it's a dangerous movie?" I I I think that it's dangerous to very few. Uh, I look at you, and you have been
0: inspired by this movie
1: a little bit, yeah. And I think a lot more people are taking that route. Um, But you like, there are also that small pocket of people who will look at it as a justification to do um, evil things. But, But
0: if those people would do that with that, they would do it with any art 100%. form. 100%. And yeah. it's, the same, it's, it's, the,
1: it's the same argument of blame video games for violence. So, I'm like, you're going to make your own
0: opinions. So what, are we going to censor everything for the good people? 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah like, and, and that's the thing. Like, I completely think that this movie, if anything, it brings awareness to an issue, especially... It on a so real. Especially using this kind of character, who's very, very um, widely thought of, one of the best villains, not even villains, best characters in uh, comic book history. He's
0: my number one, I would say. He
1: is... Probably number... I have to say number two for me. Oh. Because... Uh, uh, very interesting, Dead, sir. Oh, Deadpool. Dude, Deadpool is... Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool's my guy. Deadpool is my guy. You but were if,
0: talking apples to oranges. You're talking comedy to tragedy. No, like, no the thing is, is... Deadpool's a tragedy too. I know. I was just asked for I said comedy and tragedy, I did that with both the characters. Yeah, I'm like, oh like, well, this just got I was, interesting. Like, the
1: thing is, like Deadpool, another psych- he has a lot of psychological mental illness. They're
0: both comedy and tragedy. They both are
1: 100. percent And that's why I like him. Like he's like Deadpool's completely schizophrenic, and like he talks to himself, <laughs> has the best conversations within his head, and he has a lot of moral dilemmas. But Joker is just to the point where he's just like, I wear everything on my sleeve. Like I don't have a conversation. Like, you will hear it. He has no filter. And, and whether it comes to actions or whether it comes to the words that he says, and he's completely uh, like, I don't care if you think it's funny; it makes me laugh, so I'll shoot you in the face. Like that—that's that's his thing.
0: No depression, no anxiety with Joker. exactly. He Just... doesn't
1: allow his emotions to be bottled in. He, no. He's like the complete freedom.
0: I feel like that's maybe another reason why people like them is like not because he goes off and kills people, but they see this character who, you know.
1: I mean, like he he, he kind of defies what the norm is, what the norm of society is. Like he steps out of the social norms, and he's just like, like, like we were saying, how jokes are subjective. Like his thing is like, dude, not just jokes are subjective. Morality, ethics, like all that is subjective. Like what you deem, dise- like what you decide is good and evil, I don't have to agree. I mean, don't get me wrong; I can be put in jail for whatever but like that's your laws that's not the, like that's not the laws of nature you don't see giraffes and lions and stuff going to jail for following their nature right and and that's kind of like he he's, he's kind of just like dude this is who i am i'm not going to censor it because it goes against your laws like and that's he he lives by a like a metaphorical law of the jungle a lot of people want that freedom but like yeah. it's but like they don't want it like yes so and no
0: <laughs> like it's a fun like dream but
1: it, I feel like in, in some, like, obviously he's, like, a hyperbole of it, but, like... Yes, in, in, yes,
0: in, that's what I mean. Like, like like. He,
1: it's, like, a hyperbole, obviously. I mean, it, it's fiction. But, like, you have a lot of people who just were, like, I wish that it was socially acceptable, like, to be me. And, like, I mean, we, mm. look, at, we, we look at now. Like, we look at, like, the huge movement in uh, gender equality or um, uh, people's, um, their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Like, and people, like, coming out in, in different ways and like for so long they just felt like i wish that it was socially acceptable to be me and like they held it in and like obviously this is on a different scale like with different thoughts but like he's basically the personification of desires that you wish could just be out and be good and just be live deal with it and 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 i kind of feel like we all in some aspect of our life just want to be like i don't want to have a filter Like, I mean, for people who work in corporate America and how often you have to change your speech patterns, like when I'm with my friends, I will just say whatever I want. If it hurts their feelings, too bad. You know, I love you. But if you say that in corporate America, (laughs) you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm meeting the HR guy today. And like you kind of it's like the society is teaching you is treating you like corporate America. But you would wish that you could just live like how you are with like your close friends. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel like he's just living his life. Like, he's always with his he's friends. He's always
0: beautifully said, man, beautifully. And thank you for sharing, like, your uh, your story. Um, like we said, like, it's not easy to talk about, but, like, you're putting it out there. And uh, if he can do it and you're depressed, you can do it too. What do you say? Find someone and talk to yeah,
1: him. Yeah, I mean, it always starts with a conversation. Like I mean, that's that's definitely super important.
0: My brother, you've never made it to the end of an episode, but if you did, you'd know about the chat pack. All right. Random question to choose, my friend. Best of luck. Uh Now, do you have 2020? Because I seem to have to read these for people. (laughs)
1: No, I got it. Um, What do you forget to do more often than anything else? (laughs) Um, I wish you would tell me. We got a fact checker back here who knows the answer to that question. I I forgot. So I think that might be on the list. (laughs) Um, I don't know I I feel like forgetting to do what I do most often is kind of what I should do it's kind of what the answer to this question is (laughs) which is kind of what the answer to this question is (laughs) I can't take it my
0: my head is spinning from that answer
1: (laughs) yeah I think whatever I forgot to do more often than anything else I also forgot
0: okay i think that's a
1: great answer i think that's a paradox yeah, within itself
0: well it's on recording i'm gonna to re-listen to it 30 times till i understand <laughs> what the heck you were talking about you got time for one more bro i do hopefully right. it's easier than that one bro. all right hold on let me take a look at these i've, I've got some special ones for you
1: Mm-mm-mm. oh are you a history guy i mean i know it exists <laughs> like unless it's about greek history then nah. no 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 all right here we go up oh, no history. Watch it be about history.
0: <laughs> no, no, this one's not.
1: Uh, if you could participate in any tournament in the world, which tournament would you choose? Now, is this like a real tournament or like a made-up tournament? Either one. your question. All though. right. So if it's a made-up tournament, it's probably going to be um, like the world tournament from Dragon Ball Z. Hopefully, I'm not one of the normal dudes with like no mm-hmm. powers and just get punched in the Jobber. face. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those dudes. Like, hopefully they give me, like, some kind of powers if I'm going to a made-up world. Um, But if it's, like, a real tournament, I honestly would love um, to compete in, like, a judo tournament. Um, For me, I would love to compete in a judo tournament mainly because there is nothing more satisfying than sending somebody flying through the air Mm. when they don't want to. Mm. Um, and, and that's kind of one, that's one of the things like I really, um, want to make sure I do before I kind of, I'm all done. Like I, I do have my, um, my license to do it. You want to send some people flying? Uh, yeah. And like when they don't want to, like, it's, <laughs> that's very important. And it's it, exactly, it is. I have to make sure that's very important because like my students, yeah, they, they let me do it when I'm showing it to the class, but it's yeah. just so much fun. It's so much more fun much when more satisfying. are touching the ceiling against their own <laughs> wheel yeah no doubt
0: good call <laughs> anyone you want to give a shout out to in this world
1: um, obviously my lovely wife um, uh, Katie uh, she was the butt of one of my jokes I wanted to make sure that um, she does get a shout out um, I, I mean every word that I said uh, as far as she, her not being able to sing but I also love her so much um, mm-hmm. She she's a very important person in my life uh, obviously my, uh, my two uh, best friends um, Alec and Raquel Uh, Always been in my corners, uh, so really give a shout out to them. And um, another one of my really close friends, Nicole, who is uh, here supporting me uh, during this uh, venture. Yeah, we're going to have her on the show. Yes. (laughs) She can tell all the all the secrets. All the dirt. <laughs> all the we secrets. need the dirt, Nicole. She knows all the behind the scenes of everything. Oh, man. She knows where the bodies are buried. Oh, <laughs> gosh, man. Next level info on the Pillars
0: of Hamilton. Yeah, so
1: she, she's going to get pinched a few times under the table so that she can stop spilling the beans.